welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. It's the middle of the month, so that means it's time for our One Piece Club. Tonight we're going to be talking about, well, I guess when you get this, it's going to be like this afternoon, but we're recording at night. So tonight we're going to be talking about the Jaya arc, um, which serves as a sort of prologue, I guess you could fairly say, to the Skypea arc. And we're going to touch a little bit on the beginning of Skypea. Yeah, we get as well. into Skypea a bit. Uh, but we cover the whole uh, Jaya arc in this episode. Um, before I go any further, I am Walter, and I am joined by my hosts, my co hosts, Emily and Zach. How are you two? Good. Doing well. This is a fun arc to talk about because it starts to get even more into the wider world. For a little bit of cross promotion, you got you guys uh, talked about another fun arc last night. No. <laughs> oh, you mean identity crisis? <laughs> yeah. So, if well, you like superhero comics and you like our podcast, Emily joins the DC three for identity crisis, which will be probably coming out after this, if I remember correctly. I yeah. think so. We we had a lot of fun talking about a bad book. <laughs> We did. Now, this One Piece is just a little bit better than Identity Crisis. Just a a little little bit. I I have to say, these little small arcs, um, such as the Jaya arc, are quickly becoming some of my favorites. Like, anytime there's like a 20-chapter arc, it's almost always good because Oda drops just the wildest stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's all really hype-inducing. Yes. It's usually where he sets up stuff yeah yeah and especially with how far out we are now seeing some of these characters i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean knowing more or less when they i i knew that some of the important characters later on show up really early but it's it's super fun to see to see them to see him setting the stage like 650 almost 700 chapters ahead actually wait yeah more than 700 chapters ahead now (laughs) we're gonna be at chapter 1000 in a couple weeks. I know. Like weeks? Four, isn't it chapter like 980 something right now? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, my goal is to We're be caught be... up in time, and I, I'm on track to do it. Yeah, you're right. We're on 987, you... so in, in in a few months. Yeah, in a few months. Uh, yeah, okay. a couple weeks might be a bit when I'm pushing it, but uh, yeah, a couple months we will be at chapter 1000. We'll see where that where that takes us. Good, yeah, good we guy. should maybe note, since we last recorded... Uh, Oda hasn't said anything, but Shonen Jump indicated that One Piece may be moving into its final arc. Yeah, we, we yeah. talked about that briefly uh, when we recorded the yeah the the monthly sure one, but that that was interesting. Right. Um, like you said, Oda hasn't said anything himself, but right. it, it was like it was within like One Piece magazine or, or something like that, right? <laughs> I, yeah, something like that. So no, he's. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty credible, though. I mean, you yeah. can feel like it's heading towards sort of the very end now. Yeah, there, there's been some big stuff happening. Yeah, so. he and has it... said a couple... Oh. oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he said a couple times that, like, you know, he's 70 or 80... 75, 80%, 80% through the, the story, which, like I keep saying, could mean, like, 10 more years. <laughs> You know, but I, yeah. I still think this means at least a couple more years of One Piece. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say one more arc could be like another one to two hundred chapters. Easy. I mean, God, Wano started in like 2017, 20, either late 2017 or early 2018, I want to say. Yeah. And so that's that's almost three years right there. So this final arc could be like five to eight. 
years. Right. <laughs> oh man, what if he just does like another five hundred chapters? I wouldn't put it past him, but I hope if he does, he just never works again. Like, oh, just absolutely not. Yeah. No, no, Bo yeah. Luffy. No. On on that note, this uh, arc introduces probably the. One of the most important characters in one of the most important characters and probably the quote-unquote final boss. I think this character is probably going to be the final sort of antagonist of One Piece. Because he's sort of like, I almost want to say like in a sort of like Wheel of Time way, sort of in the background of the story being... (laughs) You mean Mont Blanc Blanc Cricket, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Bellamy. Um, (laughs) Uh, Blackbeard. Yeah. Blackbeard gets introduced in this really compelling way. I find, I think, I always, I always laugh thinking about it because it, it's very sort of like a memorable scene where they they get to Jaya. I mean, I guess we'll we'll sort of jump around with yeah. story points. The the story as as it goes is not very like complicated. But how they get to Jaya, yeah. But it's get, just it's just a place they run into on their way figuring out the issue how to get the to Skypea. Yeah, the, 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 the log pose is like pointing up and they want to try to get to the Sky Island. And in the course of that, they get to Jaya, which is sort of a, there's mock, there's this place called Mock Town on Jaya, which is like run by pirates. It's just sort of a pirate's den, basically. Yeah. And Luffy sits down next to this guy at the bar. <laughs> who, who looks like a pirate. Who looks like Unlike a pirate. a lot of people. That's why Blackbeard is great, because he's one of the only characters that looks like a real pirate. <laughs> and... Everything that Luffy likes, Blackbeard hates, and everything Blackbeard likes, Luffy hates, and they sort of just get into it over stuff, and sort of this weird comparison, but also sort of contrasting them in this way. Right, you know, it's like over the food and the drink of, like, the place that they're at. Yeah. Uh, It's like, oh, this is great, this is awful, oh, this is delicious, this tastes terrible, (laughs) you know. This is awful, yeah. And so, like, you know, they're... They first have that scene where they're kind of like played against each other. Right. Then, then basically, you know, Luffy has the scene where like he like mentions the sky island. Yeah, we're looking for the island in the sky, and right. like you know, everybody, you know, laughs at them and their crew. Yeah, but and there's like a bit of a tussle after that. They 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 get into a bit of a fight in the tavern, but yeah. Luffy and Zoro refuse to fight because they just. Yeah, they, they don't want to deal with this. Yeah, so like people are, you know, just kind of like throwing shit at them they're and hitting them. Saying and... they're cowards and stuff. And then they leave and they see Blackbeard, and Blackbeard sort of like gives them a pep talk, which is interesting. Yeah. And says, like, don't worry, the Sky Island exists. And then there's this huge page. It's like a two page spread that just is just Blackbeard sitting on the ground and the straw hats standing to the left. And he says, People's dreams don't ever end in huge letters. Yeah. Oh, good. Sort of... <laughs> <laughs> It really does yeah. feel like kind of like one of the it, it feels the core thematic <laughs> moments of the series as a whole. It's just like weird. pure shonen, like it, it's like the core of shonen, you know. Like, it's like right. it feels like a cool way to introduce this guy. You don't know he's going to become a villain later. You don't even know he's Blackbeard. At you this don't even point. know he's Blackbeard. Yeah. It, does, yeah. it is mentioned in this arc, so he's just kind of this weird guy that's talking to them. Right. And then you see he has a crew. Which you know means he has to be important. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I just think this whole, like, you know, dreams don't end thing of, of, of introducing Blackbeard as sort of, like, nega Luffy, I guess. <laughs> like, he's sort of, he sort of is the same, but different, because he also, like I was saying, he also has a crew that they meet the members of, on some of them on the island, but don't know it. So right. they, they run into this weird doctor that, like, tries to poison Luffy. 
that's one of Blackbeard's crew. There's a guy with a really cool outfit who is the sharpshooter. And I think there's, he, he eventually, he, they have like a wrestler. His name is Jesus Burgess. I don't, it, uh-huh. I'm not sure why. But I, I guess like, you know, like maybe like Mexican wrestling or, you know, yeah, stuff maybe. like Luchador. Yeah, like he, you see him gathering more. You, you'll see he gets more crew members that sort of are analogous to people Luffy has on his crew but a little bit more twisted or weird. There's a thing here that I I want to talk about because it's something that I forgot about when I read. The, so I read this, you know, a few months ago when I like just started breezing through this and I couldn't stop. Ooh, okay. And then I'm coming back to it after having gotten pretty far. I've, I've seen Blackbeard do some stuff and I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> He's done some stuff. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff. Um, there's this line where... In, it's in chapter 225, the one we're talking about, where Nami says, I wonder I wonder who he is. And yes. Luffy says, well, it's not just one guy. There's more than one. Yeah. And this has... Yeah, go off. No, this is... Go off, Queen. This is like... This is like scholar, biblical scholars <laughs> arguing over the meaning of, like, the young maiden in that one line in the Bible. Like, this is something that One Piece fans cannot stop talking about for, like, 15 years, 20, <laughs> probably almost 20 years. I, I was, I was actually wondering if you were going to bring that up. Cause it's such a weird line. And I think all the different translations of it I've seen are like some version of Luffy and Zoro have this sort of weird feeling when they're near Blackbeard and they sort of start walking away and Nami's like, it's just one guy. And you're right. Luffy says like, no, it's more than one. And Zoro says something like that too. And they don't, they're really ambiguous about what that means. Now, some people think it means that, I, I honestly don't know. I think it could I think it could either be like a really weird thing, like they sensed he was like more than one person or just something that hasn't been explained, or they thought that he had a crew somewhere. Right. Yeah, it's more than one guy. I think that's probably what was meant. Probably. But people just a weird localization. But his flag has three skulls on it. It it does. Mm. It does. <laughs> and without <laughs> What does it mean? More than having more than one of a thing is an important part of his character. Yes. And you also, don't know this yet. I don't know this yet. There's a thing, there's a line, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it's like in the Marineford arc that's something about like his body being different. That's right. What is going on with I Blackbeard? I don't know. <laughs> Vince is right, Zach. You have been gum gum. Yeah. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> no, Zach, I... I, I've been thinking about this for so long, and I, I, it's something I like almost. There's so many mysteries in One Piece that like I often forget about this one, but it's probably like the one of the biggest ones. Well, like, I, I was, up- yeah, I was doing like some light googling, like clearly trying to avoid any spoilers, but just like trying to like see like what are what are people saying about this? And I was amazed that like posts from you know within this year of like we we don't know no one knows and i'm like how can no one know <laughs> i think so i I'm, I'm there's looking, only one person who knows and his name is ichiro <laughs> i'm i'm looking at the page and i i think it might not be about the crew because the way it's worded and the way they act why wouldn't they just tell nami like oh i think he has crew members on the island. sure like, sure like i think and also with what we know about the flag and what you said about they they like said something about blackbeard's body being weird i think there's something going on that means like he's maybe like two people. I, I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, he's like got an identical twin or something. Well, or... well but also he's got, we've not mentioned this. He, 
he's a D. He's got a D. <laughs> he's got a D. Yeah, he's he's um Marshall D teach. What does it mean? The D's will fight, will, will uh, stand up to the will of the gods or something like that. This is this is what Zach got in in the first, <laughs> this was got like, Zach in in the first place. Zach, the, you we mentioned just, the D. You were, you were blown away by the, by Gold Roger. Oh, Goldie Roger. Oh, I love it. Oh man, but I forgot it. Oh my God. I just had the brain blast about the flag. That has to mean something. That has to be what this is about. The it has three to skulls. be. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, because... Because what did they sense? Did we they don't, sense we, well, you? the other thing is that he has. This is this is, is also possessed? getting. This is also getting like ahead. It doesn't really come up in this. Um, but we know that he has two devil fruit powers, but we don't know what the first one is, right? We do know what it is. Oh, do, do we know what both what of them is? are? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I won't tell you what the second one is, but we don't know that eats- yet, do we? No, no, we that's what I was saying. I'm, he, like I said, I'm getting a little bit actually, of things. I, I actually know too, but I I don't really okay. understand how he has the second right. one. It happens. You sh- if you eat two devil fruits, you die, supposedly. Right, right. This not must him. mean what? But not him. No. He does so, a weird thing in, in yeah, one of the he, arcs. That's right. In Marineford, I know what you're talking about, that scene. Yeah. There's a weird scene with him where he it's does something so and then <laughs> And then acquires another devil fruit power. Oh, he man. does get one. Zach's. <laughs> you're so much more animated than you were talking about. You just like, you, know, you just like don't know. I've like been holding this in since I read like Marineford like two or three weeks ago. I'm just like I gotta talk about this to someone. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can we can do light spoilers. We won't uh, we won't talk about like the specifics of what happens in Marineford. Sure, but sure. You learn. I will say, like, I don't think at this point Blackbeard has a devil fruit. But the oh, cool you don't thing think that, he has one at all right now. I don't think so because he, you think maybe no. He does. I, think I think he, he does. He does because he, oh. he. The reason he has it is the reason he got. He had to run away from Whitebeard's crew. <sighs> I see. I forget the details. Me, me, the One Piece um expert here. But but you did read this more recently. So. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I literally the just read this. Become the master. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess getting a little bit more back on track. Well, the main... Blackbeard is important, though. We right. Should... Of course. It's, okay it's, it's extremely him. important. Um, and it's important to know why. So what else is why is this happening here on Jaya? Well, we eventually find out with you know Crocodile gone. There's a a vacuum in a vacuum. the uh, war- warlords of the yeah. sea. They need a new warlord. And so it, they kind of like talk around it for a bit. Like, oh, you know, we're thinking of having, you know, that guy kind of. That, yeah, that kind so of thing. that's another weird scene. They send this guy named Lafitte to the, there, there's like a meeting in the in right. the world Navy headquarters or whatever. And this is the first time we see the, the like. The other warlords, some of them. And, well, there's also like the, basically the Illuminati. What are they called? Like, the, the elder, the great the, elders, the five elders. Yeah, five, they're yeah, the something. they're the leaders of the world. Right. You barely but, see them though. Yeah, but they're not yeah. they're not part of the three great powers though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like like basically, One Piece has sort of a weird bureaucratic style of government where it's all ruled by the navy basically, and then there's like people on top. I guess you would call it like a. It's like a kind of an oligarchy, oligarchical society with a couple groups of people being leaders. There's not really like a president. Right. As far as we know. 
I have thoughts about that. When we get when you get very late, Zach, you'll find out something else that's gonna blow your mind. Oh, I can't wait. That I still don't <laughs> I still don't understand it. And that was like the thing that blew my mind the same way the learning about the the Blackbeard thing did to you. Like recently. So I'm so glad that there's still things coming to like oh, blow my mind. Get excited, yeah. But um so yeah, this guy Lafitte, who's this weird dude who one of the admirals said is like basically like a war criminal or something. Well, he, he basically is like a I don't know. They, they call him a sheriff who committed a lot of crimes. So basically he's like a corrupt cop or something, but he suggests Blackbeard to be a warlord. Right. And we see, we get our first view of one of uh, the other warlords of the sea. We see two of them. Actually we see three because Mihawk shows up, but this is right. the first time you see Bartholomew Kuma, Barth- Bartholomew Kuma. There we go. He's, he's the big guy. The right? big guy with yeah. the Bible. Oh yeah. So and, good. I love Kuma. He's another, he's another weird character that has like weird connections, weird importance in the story. Every time Kuma shows up, it's always good. Like It's hype. It's true. Oh. It's true. Every time there's like hype. And he does something later that they still haven't explained. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Zach, I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. I think I do, but I honestly don't. I guess I think I do. It's right before the time skip, he does He does the big. thing. Whoa. Yeah, he does oh. the thing. Yeah. The big thing. We, yeah. We still don't know what was the deal with that. But to me, also important, I, probably I'm the only one that cares about this at this point. We could learn about this character called Don Quixote do Flamingo. <laughs> who is. He has, um, he has no uh, resemblance or he, anything to do with Don Quixote if, um, of Cervantes' if fame. We'll be coming back to this we, point. If you've never, if you've never seen what this character looks like, there's no way to describe. There's no way that you'd be able to guess what he looks like. <laughs> it just he. It's nice to say he becomes much more important later, but he, he's like ten feet tall. He, he sort of like abs. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri hair. Guy Fieri yes. hair, sunglasses, and wears like a um, feather, feather boa. boa sort of like jacket thing. Yeah. And, like, striped, he also wears, like, Guy Fieri-style, like, he's got, looks like swim trunks on or something, or, like, khakis, or something like that, capris, I don't know. But, yeah, he's he's one of the, the warlords, he kind of does some things, you don't really know what his devil fruit power is at this point, it's implied so, he has one. I was so surprised when he showed up here, because <laughs> I knew that, like, Dressrosa, is, like, is his thing, and he that's, like, there, yeah. se- that's, like, 500 chapters later, and I'm like, yes. I can't believe he's showing up now. <laughs> Oda saw that design. He's like, I got to use this design later because it's and, so and, good. And does he does he show up again at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, frequently, pretty frequently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he does. usually, yeah. You you've seen Zach usually in between stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you get further into Punk Hazard, you will see much more. Okay. <laughs> of this character, so. But but in this case, he does fairly little. You know, he just he, he just, just kind of shows up. He's there with uh, Bellamy, the hyena. He, no, Bellamy isn't there. Bellamy's on Jaya. But oh, wait, so right. this is a thing though that I I don't I think it was maybe referenced later on I'm not positive. Well, they have the same logo, don't they? They do. They have the same. Okay, so you'll learn more about this. This isn't actually a huge mind blowing thing, unfortunately. Okay. But I, I figured he just like they were connected somehow. Maybe. Yeah, I think this isn't really a spoiler, but like Bellamy has been like basically. How would I describe it? Like like it's sort of branding for Bellamy. Like like Doflamingo lets him use his flag so he can be sort of more menacing it's a franchise deal so it's like you know but but you better not make me look bad kind of thing as far as i know that doesn't really 
it's sort of important in Dressrosa, but it's not really a huge like okay. sort of like secret thing that you that you should have paid attention to or something. But yeah, you no, that's that's a good catch because I had forgotten about that. I saw that I was like, wait a minute, isn't that Doflamingo's like smile with the like it's it looks like a like a no sign <laughs> over no no smiles. Over no smiles. Oh, well, but that's important, too. The word smile is actually important. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. You're going to find out soon. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, well, smile is an acronym, I believe. Oh, um, no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's something, I forget exactly what oh, oh, the word Oh, I love from, it. I love it. it. It is important. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we basically that scene is just sort of introducing you to the members of the Marines and the warlords and to tell you that Blackbeard is being considered to be a warlord. Right. And then we kind of go back to Jaya. I mean, I mean, we didn't really talk about how they sort of were, they, they do some like deep sea diving to find this ship where yeah. they find out that it, that it had been like basically had fallen from the sky. And right. that's yeah. why they go to Jaya to try to find Skypea. Yeah. yeah. There are these great so, characters, the like, the like monkey brothers. They're so good. Uh, Masira and Shoujo. Uh huh. Shoju is my favorite. Yeah, they're he's cool. A, he's an orangutan, and he sings. Oh, orangutans! And he sings. It's wonderful. Yeah. And so we, I guess, before following up with their arc, I guess, like kind of the the last thing before their when they leave this little settlement on Jaya is like right after they leave, new bounties come in for. That's right, and that's for why Zoro and for Luffy, Luffy. and it's. I mean, I, I don't keep track of the numbers. Basically, well, they've, they've got very, very big bounties now. Right. I think Luffy's like 100 billion and, and Zoro's like 70 or something. And right. Some and, people like to use Barry uh, bounties as like power levels, which is really stupid in One Piece. That's what it seemed. That's, I, I get anytime the bounties go up or they're mentioned... I get big, like, DBZ power level vibe. Yeah. Although there is actually, like, an arc coming up where we actually do get power levels, but it's, like, never referred to again. Oh, I think I know. I think I... I vaguely remember that. It's, yeah. uh, it's the CP9 stuff. <sighs> CP9, yeah. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> Rob Lucci. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... So they so they, they hear the story of, a uh, what's his name? I... Mumbling Cricket. Oh, Nolan the Liar. Nolan the Liar. Nolan the Liar, um, who is... So basically, like, you know, it's it's a sort of Boy Who Cried Wolf type yeah, story. He's like... Uh, very cute illustration. <laughs> very cute of Nolan. He's just like, he sort of looks like Poppin' Fresh or something. <laughs> with, like, sort of a little bulbous nose, but... And, you know, he's... he's He told stories of, like, you know... The Sky Island. The Sky Island, and, like, you know, he found, like, you know, a city of gold and yes. such like that. And it's like, oh, you know... Oops, I guess I was wrong. They were really nasty to him. They, they fucking executed <laughs> yeah, him for, for lying about like, that. Well, I guess because he had he had basically convinced them to like turn all their resources towards this, and they were like, "Nolan, you right. deserve to die for this, poor guy." Maybe a bit severe, but it, I mean, they did talk about how it was a morality tale to not lie about things, right. which is interesting considering Usopp and yes, Usopp. yeah, the yeah. liar. Usopp the, the liar. Yeah. And yeah. so the the descendant of Noland, I think his name is Montblanc Noland. Mm-hmm. So yeah. his descendant is this guy named Montblanc Cricket who... Very strange design. design. Weird little hat thing. Weird hat. Jacked. Extremely jacked as all get out. And he like is the leader of the monkey pirates. Right. They just weird. kind of started following him. They like the story. Yeah. They're That's like, they this said. is a good story. Yeah. 
and he couldn't get rid of them and so it's like fine and so he he's he basically it's kind of interesting they they set this up as like Montblanc Cricket wants to find the treasure so he can basically do a big fuck you to Nolan because right. he's tired of being associated with this loser. Right. So he, it, so you know, he can get that. Be like, see, he didn't lie. Leave me alone. Right. Like, Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it's it's have... it's like he wants to prove that his ancestor was right, but not out of like you know clearing his ancestor's he's name. Just like, I'm he tired just wants of this. to be left Got alone. It. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a kind of neat angle. On yeah. It, kind of different. Because I remember this story being kind of touching too about how this how this eventually ends. But so to get to the Sky Island, they eventually find out you have to use this thing called the knockup stream. <laughs> which is a bit of an unfortunate name. They kinda some stuff happens like like they have to get this bird that tells them to go exactly it always south. Points south. It always points south. They There's the funny like gag where they like <laughs> they grab it. Yeah. And it like, goes they try to move its head some other way yeah. and it turns immediately south it's yeah. a little bit of a what do you call it animal cruelty <laughs> yeah <laughs> so bellamy also comes and finds them i think because he sees the bounty yeah he realizes oh shit we just we fucked with 100 billion berry bounty people yeah and bellamy just gets his ass kicked and his his devil fruit kind of sucks anyway it's like a worse version of luffy's yeah uh-huh. like if, if if luffy's was like a unitasker yeah, he can just spring, make his legs springs, which... It's, it's like if someone else only had the ability to to inflate themselves. Right. right. I was like, Luffy can... Luffy's power is pretty awesome by the end. So, I mean, yeah, Bellamy. Bellamy's just kind of a loser and bully. And he got what was coming to him. Cheers to Bellamy. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to Luffy this time. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to mention before they actually go to the knock-up stream. Well, okay, so... Wait, there's... We see Whitebeard! Too. Right. Oh, yeah, and 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 weird ass mustache. Shanks. We see Shanks again. And Buggy. They're all and Buggy. That's they're right. all there. Right. Everybody sees the wanted poster and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Ace meets up with Buggy, then they go to Whitebeard. Whitebeard is this other guy who also was like the only person to survive a fight with Gold Roger. Wow. And but he's like really sick now. It seems like he's on some sort of life support something yeah he's just he, old. he has I all those know. tiny nurses taking care of him although i think they're like normal size and he's just yeah. gigantic no yeah he's, no he's, you're right he's one of those one piece giant he's another he's like not giant i want to talk like... about the types of people in one piece that i've learned about like <laughs> the giants and the long arm people and the long yeah. leg people oh god all these different variations about... of humans <laughs> i can't wait to talk about the foxy arc and how I've told people that like they can't believe it's it's actually canon. It's not filler, like because it definitely feels like filler. Like nope, that's all canon. That boxy stuff. Yep, that's all canon. <laughs> but that's later. No, but you're right. I think I think just in general in One Piece world, it's never explained or sort of expanded upon. But people generally can be taller and they live longer, because yes. Kareha is like 130 or something, and she's she looks like she might be like. 75 <laughs> yes there's actually there's like a thing um i've been very diligent to read all the sbs corners in at the at the yeah. end of the vol the chapters <laughs> and like oda like explicitly states that i think the oldest that a person the old the average life expectancy or like the oldest that someone can live is like 130 or 140 and and she is like one year older than that right um and oda like specifically calls that out and talks about it 
the, right. the things that Oda makes canon in the question corner is fantastic. Like the birthdays. The birthdays. I think, I think this should be their birthday. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sure. He's like someone's like, I think Chopper should be born on Christmas. That sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Stuff like that. And like yeah, I, I assume I just assume that people in One Piece live to be like 20, 30 years older than they do here. Yeah. Very, very cool world building and subtle. Just, just makes the world feel that much more real. It does. Also, people that are like eleven feet tall—that's not a big deal. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just kind of like, yep. Yeah. So. There's a little fight the, on the high seas as they're. So Blackbeard also chases them right. for the bounty because his his crew's like Blackbeard. We could get we could get sort of a some more clout if we get these straw hat pirates. But right before the knock upstream gets them, they. Well, they don't get on the knockup right. Basically, they get they they get away from the Blackbeard pirates before anything happens. Yeah, the the Straw Hats successfully navigate up the stream. There's yeah. there's some like you know bullshit science about how like ah you know there's like a air hot air coming up underneath, um, and so we're kind of riding that to allow us to sail on the surface yeah. of the tunnel completely vertically. Right, and they're they're like there there's this cloud, the emperor cloud that they're trying to get up to, and yeah, it's right. like basically the idea is like if there is a sky island, it is on top of the emperor cloud. Yeah, yeah, it's this cloud that like is is like a hard cloud. I don't I don't know. There there's it, a great a... bit in one of the chapters where where um cricket is like telling them about it and how it like it it creates this darkness and Luffy is like. Um, you're not very smart when there's lots of clouds it's called cloudy not night and then like Usopp <laughs> and Chopper are like yeah cloudy <laughs> yeah I loved it it's so dumb and funny <laughs> it was funny it was it was kind of nice to see a character that wasn't that was like a little bit grumpy and sort of I wouldn't say completely unlikable but just not the same as like every other sort of like plucky happy-go-lucky person that has a problem in yeah. the series like it wasn't just another BB. it was like this this old guy older guy middle-aged so yeah yeah i think that's a good uh spot to take a quick break we'll be back in just a second to talk about you know when they end up there and the skypea arc properly begins yep so we'll be right back Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow on iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, we're back, and we're going to start Skypea proper. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Jaya ends with the Straw Hat crew being knocked up. <laughs> Boy, were they into um, the sky um and they, get and they to... find themselves basically in a cloudy sea now yeah i think it's called the white white sea yeah something like that yeah i'm i was surprised 
how short this part was. About how long? You mean like them sort of exploring the like, bit Like it was outside? like what two chapters, three? Not even <sighs> getting like, it, into Skypea. You mean right? It felt like a, it felt like a weird like why did it happen this way? Like why didn't they just end up in like, Skypea? In I Skypea, think, yeah. Because because what it seems to be for the narrative purposes, so you know they kind of they explore around a little bit. They like see some of the inhabitants they like see oh you know this cloud is like water but there's some parts of it that are solid they have a cloud quarry yeah and and then they eventually get to the gates to it's called heaven's gate heaven's gate um which is like the land of skypea yeah that leads up to skypea itself um and you know it's by this old woman it's like oh you know you have to pay a certain you have to pay the troll toll uh yeah (laughs) and then they're like, oh, what if we can't pay it? She's like, well, you know, you can just go through. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then they go through and she's like, but it's trespassing to herself. And, right. you know, the com- it- the kami will be. Yeah. So send his people after you. So like, I like, that's what seems to be the story significance of like, okay, they need to. I don't think but, there's like a proper way to get into Skypea. I'm not sure. Why why couldn't it just be like, oh, they ended up there and they didn't get in properly and so I'm not they're sure. trespassing. I don't know. It's, the logistics are a little weird of how yeah. you get into Skypea. Th- those just first like few chapters of them just feel very superfluous. Like sort of like just weightless and yeah. like how did we get in? Yeah, I guess I guess it, they waste a little bit of time, but they're yeah. just sort of Checking out what the sea is like there, and that you can sort of swim in it because right. the devil fruit users sink. Yes. So. Yeah, they do introduce a, an important character in this little section. Honus. No. Um, um. I don't remember his real name, but Sky Knight. Oh, Ganfor. Yes, right. Ganfor. Yes. Ganfor. Yeah, I guess he shows up in this part, and that was what we were foreshadowing earlier with the. <laughs> He he looks like pretty much every like cartoon of Don Quixote. Don Quixote, yeah. Uh, he he basically does just look like yeah, exactly every. And, and, and you know he he is not. <laughs> he's not. He's not called Don Quixote. We we met Don Quixote earlier. He has nothing to do with Don Quixote. <laughs> well, that's his last name, Do right. Flamingo. Well, I guess the only thing is that Dressrosa is supposed to be Spain, but that's right. about it. But yeah, so Ganfor is this sky knight that saves them from this like monster they find. Yeah. And he, he rides a bird that ate the horse horse fruit. <laughs> it's this really ugly, like, polka dot bird. It's cute. And it, it's just, like, a fun one-piece thing. Of, like, yeah. you know, he, he's a knight. He is, he's actually a pretty good fighter. Yeah. He just rides this goofy thing. Yeah. Um, and he gives them, like, you know, a whistle. if you need any help, you know, you can blow this whistle for my help. Right. But only once, because whatever. Because that's, like, cool. It, it is cool. And um, so far, far be it for me to suggest otherwise. They, they like, yeah, you're right. I'm a little confused about the logistics of this, but they do get in and like they meet some nice Skypeans. Yeah, I think they call them Sky Islanders or something like that. They meet Conus and her dad, and they look like little. They kind of look like Doctor Seuss characters a little bit with their little yeah, antenna things. That. I don't know if this, those are hats or like part of their head. I think it's part of their head. It's but, it's talked about in the question corner. I don't remember oh. exactly how what it's explained as, but, it, but I know it's talked about. Like they're a little different than normal, like blue sea people. They call them. Yeah. They say hello. I don't. It's like the only word that's different. It's just hello. 
but otherwise completely the same it's funny because people in the background are like what's hesso but no one i mean it's like context clues guys right. come on so they kind of hang out with codis they they learn about this like technology that the sky islanders have which is called right. dials which is like basically like portable energy yeah. it's also run by like shellfish magical shellfish with like electricity basically but it's only their shells right i think so yeah like it's after the shellfish themselves have died yeah and conus's uh, kind of dad like is he, he's like an, he's engineer, an engineer and he also I with think, like works. the hard and soft uh cloud stuff <laughs> yeah yeah he explains about that and how there's no real land in skypea except for the area where the kami lives the god right well they call him kami in this because they didn't want to say god right he's called god anaru in in the viz, which I think, or sorry, there's, there's in, the, another, in the animation. There's another funny thing about that we'll get to. But it's later. like less funny. It's less funny in this manga, but it's yeah. way funnier in the in the Funimation dub. Right. So <laughs> we so you know they mentioned that they're going to try and find. They want to find the gold the on gold. Skypea. Uh, and you know, Konus and her dad are being very accommodating. They, but there's kind of when they lead them into town, it's a bit weird. Like people are kind of no like, one's really saying anything. Kind of avoiding them. Yeah. Um. And soon it's it's pretty quickly revealed that they're actually like you know they have to turn them over right. to that they have to turn trespassers over to. I'm guessing like you can pay that. It's just a lot of money to right. get. In. You just have to pay like I guess the equivalent was like they said something millions of berries something yeah. like that. But, yeah, so they get, like, taken away on another one of these weird, like, lot. well, half the crew gets taken away right. on the ship. They manage to separate. And th- three of them, so, so it's Sanji, Usopp, and Luffy are the ones that are not on the ship. Everyone else gets taken away to this altar called the Sacrificial Altar in Upper Yard, which is, like, the, tr- the area you're not supposed to go to. Upper Cathedral Ward. Basically. A little <laughs> less scary. Much less scary. No, One Piece blood, Bloodborne is coming, though. <laughs> Be kind of lit, honestly. Um, and meanwhile, yeah, as you said, Sanji, uh, Luffy, and, and Usopp. Usopp are then travel separately to attempt to rescue them. Um, yeah. And so we kind of have the group split up in two at this point. Um, yeah. Where everyone at the altar is like trying to see, well, can we get out of here? Yeah. I think technically pretty easily, you know, they, they don't really have any trouble. It's just kind of just swing on this tree branch and, but they don't want to leave the ship there. Right. And they can't really get out because of the way that Skypea's like weird waterways work. Yeah. And so I think, I think what they, they didn't really do a good job of explaining this, but basically like they were the prize for Luffy, Luffy, Sanji and Usopp were being challenged by those, they they were the ones going through the challenge while the other four were supposed to just be like the right. the, the sacrifices. Right. Shall we you say. reach the end, you get your prize, which yeah. is your friends back or else. It's like the Goblet of Fire thing. Exactly. Where the prize was like your girlfriend or the guy you want to ask to prom or something. Right. <laughs> a um, little different. It was your crew. But so yeah. As yeah, they're on their way there, they're 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 basically uh on the Amazon trail, the much better spinoff of the Oregon Trail. I never played that one. Amazon Trail. Oh, it was great. Oh, it really was? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> I like the Oregon a, Trail just fine. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're going down this river on a, the boat that they did get from Conus. Because, of course, like, you know, 
Yeah. She had told them. and She didn't want to turn them over. Right. So, Even though they ended up going the way that they were going to go anyway. Yeah, they wanted to go to Upper Yard. Right. And, like, didn't bother them. And um, so... Sorry, did you want to keep going, or...? Yeah, yeah, well, I was yeah. just saying, so... They eventually reached, like, you know, the, the four... <laughs> the challenges. The four challenges. I um, forget what some... I think Challenge of String, Challenge of Iron, and Challenge of the Ball. Yeah. <laughs> and they decided the Challenge of the Ball sounds the least threatening, which I think I would also do. Probably. And there, there was one other challenge I can't remember exactly what it was. Challenge of the Swamp. Yes, Challenge of the Swamp. That because that's the best guy. <laughs> the, we, we haven't really talked about these guys. They're, they're kind of forgettable, these these vassals, I think they're called. Of, yeah, of they're called the vassals. And they're a little goofy, but there's one guy that's pretty good. Right. Um, Gadatsu, who is the Challenge of the Swamp guy. He's the one that, like, bites his lip and goes, like, mm-hmm. He's, like, constantly, like, mumbling or something weird. Yeah. And doesn't he, he also, like, rolls his eyes into the back of his head, too, yeah. and, like, can't, he's like, I can't see anything, and it's like, oh, your <laughs> eyes are in the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. Yeah. And so, we get, like, one of these weirdest set pieces, I think, in the series, where <laughs> Luffy, Usopp, and Sanji have to do the challenge of the ball. And the guy that's in charge of this literally is just a ball. A ball with, like, weird, like, glasses that look like, you know, like, mad scientist glasses, kind of. Right. And so and he makes balls. There's just like floating balls. I don't think he has like a. I don't think he has a devil fruit power or anything. He's just a guy with his balls, you know. Yeah, and like if you touch them, <laughs> they explode into random or things. Turn into snakes and stuff. So they could have snakes. They could become and spiky balls. There's like sort of like just a funny, some funny action stuff with that. Yeah. I mean, there's not. It's not really. Usopp uses his Usopp. It's they're doing the the Tarzan yell. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's just funny. It's like you know, I'm going to do. The Usopp. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, that is useful, because that lets them get out of there. Right. They manage to get back on their boat. They kill... Um, or they don't kill, but they, they knock out Satori. That's his name. We can't forget Satori, the challenge of the ball master. I've forgotten. Well, I told you, I wrote down every single tertiary character's name. I think, like, the last most important thing, and, and, and Gen 4 actually comes and... Um, helps yeah, out so, chopper some of the so, other guys come and fight chopper yeah so before so as we mentioned it's not too hard to get off of this uh altar sacrificial altar as yeah. they call it um and everybody but chopper leaves chopper decides he has to stay with the boat and so this is kind of what we alluded to earlier there's this very funny line where like <laughs> you know Tommy's like you know this place is apparently ruled by a kami, you know, you don't want to anger the kami. And Every time you say kami, I think you're being short for communist. And So, so Zoro says like, you know, he like gives like a smirk and he's like, I don't pray to the There's, kami. It's a really good drawing of Zoro sort of like, smirking a little bit yeah. and like looking kind of sassy and saying like, yeah, but I mean, originally the line is like, Sorry, I don't pray to God. (laughs) Was it that I don't pray pray to God, or was it I don't believe in God? I think some people translate it. I think in the in the anime, I actually kind of want to just like watch that episode because (laughs) because I want to see how they. I know it's funny though. It's funnier than how it's phrased here, right? And so they 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 kind of maybe like stuck with using kami to make it like you know they didn't want to say God, even though the lobster that takes them to the sacrificial altar has God written on it. Did you not see that? No, I saw it. <laughs> but, okay. Very serious manga. One of the Just, best. 
Zoro's an epic atheist guy. Yeah, that was like an epic based scene. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone called a base department. I want to file a claim for Zoro right now. And so I want to but, say the most important thing we find out from sort of this series of scenes is that Gan 4 used to be the yes, Kami. Used to be God. Used to be the God of Kai Skypiea. Yeah. Which is like just their, their, their king. Basically. Right. Obviously, when we're talking about any sort of Japanese media, the, the nature of god is it's a little different, different but it's cool though because of enru's power which we'll get into next time but like it's yeah. cool that they call him that because he does sort of have godlike power right um and so yes yeah, so chopper he's left behind he feels someone has to watch after the ship yeah. and um one of, one of the vassals the other i forget his which name's shura shura i totally it. forgot who this was too. Um, <laughs> he shows up and he's like got like his own like flying mount um he he unlocked what's his, what's his power like he okay he I has think, like a lance right i think he has a lance and i think his mount can shoot fire i think it can bring that's fire. right so you know there's like a sad scene of like chopper yeah you know he's like you know kind of useless in a fight yeah it's weird because he was very sure now um <laughs> what happened to the rumble ball chopper i thought that was big <laughs> well he's more like better if he's fighting with someone else i right. guess yeah but he generally, he's a doctor. He's not a fighter. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, he thinks he's going to die. And, and he, so he, we, we already, you know, have, we, we right away have that uh, Chekhov's whistle blown. It, it's a pretty funny picture of Chopper, like, immediately going, like, yeah. like blowing the whistle really hard. Ganfor so, shows up. Ganfor fights. He fights off. This guy. This sort of minor, this... Enru like chose some of the lamest people, I swear to I God. know. You'd think you'd have a better pick. I only like Gadatsu. Um and he gets but in the process Ganfor kind of gets fucked up. He gets fucked up, yeah, and he has to go back and like gets I think Konus and Pagaya, her dad. Yeah. Um I told you I wrote down everyone's name. Uh they, they help him they help him out. But yeah, he saves Chopper. Saves Chopper. We get the little bit about how he was the former Kami. Mm-hmm. And that's then we basically have our first uh canary sighting yes i'm not skipping anything am i um there's a little bit of the past of skypea a little bit they talk about the shandians who are that's another faction of people on oh yeah i guess i have like we i I did kind of gloss over all the time there's there's like i guess the kind of they're like the indigenous people of skypea i guess or maybe actually i'm not 100 no that's that's right right? Mm, yeah oh no actually yeah crap I can't. I can't exactly remember. No, but, but, they're not indigenous, but they are indigenous I, to where they are. Oh, that's right. Mm. They were right. Okay, so we do find out though that the land that Andrew. So let, yeah, let's talk about Andrew actually first. Let's yeah. talk about Andrew. Andrew shows up. Uh, he cartwheels. He in. cartwheels in. <laughs> I forgot about that. A little bit of a clown. Um, we have seen his power. Um, it's lightning. Yeah, just huge. We've, we've seen a couple of times where just like a huge pillar of lightning has come down, but this is the first time right. we see him. Very good design. Pretty neat, yeah. Um, he's like got a these... weirdly like, you know, rectangular head. Um, he's also really big. Like also really jacked. 12 feet. Um, he's really, really big man. Well, really. I guess not like, he's not jacked in the same way that... Uh, that Cricket is Cricket jacked. Cricket is, but he's like, you know, got a six pack. Yeah. Looking good king. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> weird, you know he weird eyebrows. So he had he has his you know introduction where he shows up and he you know kind of lambasts his vassals he, for sucking shit. 
Yeah, they suck. <laughs> and he kind of knows it, I think. I guess he just doesn't really care because even if they lose, like, who can really stand up to him? Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, think about it a little bit. Think about his power and some of the people right. that are protagonists and maybe, you know, that might be the answer, but... His we'll power s- is lightning. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, so we learn about what the sort of conflicts on the sort of conflicts and what are, what is what is the holy ground what is right. upper yard yeah there's the group of people who are living um, on upper yard living on upper yard and they're engaged in a kind of war with an arrow and the sky people and the sky people but more with an arrow i think yeah they they're in a war with an arrow and they don't get along with the sky people they're sort of like coded as like sort of being oppressed right like i, I don't want to say like they're they're supposed to it's be kind of certain, vague it's kind of vague like what uh, who, are they an analog for real life people like i don't know if you can really say that but because because the politics are so like kind of loosey-goosey in one piece like i think i think making i think you can make sort of grand sort of big picture statements about it but going much deeper than that is a little stupid but so you one of the biggest things we find out before the end of this little arc we read is that the land that Enru lives on, this sort of holy land, and, and it's it's real earth, this land that they're on. And it's it, they call the earth varse, I think, is the word yeah. they use. It's like, whole, it's like, you know, dirt, which doesn't, obviously isn't up in the sky. All they have is hard clouds. <laughs> we find out that this is the other half of Jaya. It got kicked up there by the knock-up stream some time ago. And that instead of sinking down, like Nolan said, Nolan said, well, maybe the island sunk. The island was kicked up into the sky. So that's right. where it went. And that's where the gold is. It's in the sky. Yes. Not down at the bottom of the sea. Which is a cool... Um, it makes sense if you think about it. So it makes you think about maybe where the Shandians might have come from. <laughs> maybe the Shandians are not so different from you and I. Um, yeah, so... At least I think that's what's revealed. I mean, I don't know. But... It's been a while since I've read all of Skypea. But so, yeah, then they set off. They eventually meet up with the other Straw Hats. I think once they get out of the ball yeah, challenge. Yeah, they get out of the they... ball challenge. <laughs> it sounds like the ball pit. It sounds like some, like, Playland thing you can do. It sounds like laser tag or something. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed about as difficult as that. <laughs> it was a bit underwhelming compared I think, to some I think people. I, could, I think I could beat up Satchery. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they meet up with the rest of the Straw Hats, and then they sort of go off to look for the treasure of, of Skypea, which is the gold. They say the gold is in the left eye or something like that. Yes. Yeah, which is they realized... hinted at earlier in the Jaya arc. Yeah. Yeah. And they realized that what that meant, you know, oh, stars above. Um, <laughs> it, it was, I mean, yeah. It, it was that the... It's shaped like a skull. It, yeah, that when you put that piece of what used to be Jaya into place then the whole of Jaya forms a skull. Yeah. And that the left eye is it somewhere was, in what is up here now in Skypea. Right. It was left or right, whichever one, but it's like yeah. it was in the eye of the skull. Yeah. And no one knew what that meant because without context, you'd be like, what are you talking yeah. about? You you wouldn't notice that yeah, Jaya like, does not look like a skull anymore. Yeah. But it used to. Yeah. That's a cool story thing. It's, yeah. I think it's, that's it's a neat. really good uh, yeah, detail. It, instead of, I mean, if you think about it, like, it's like, well, where else? Okay. If the island didn't sink and it was there, where else could it have gone? Up. Oh, right. I see. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Of course, this does kind of like imply that the islands in one piece just like float. They're not connected to like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I guess. I mean, silly, it's just magic. It's fun. It's magic world. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. 
I still don't really understand how reverse mountain works. <laughs> or no. like the red line. No. I sort of understand it. <laughs> yeah. Not the red line, sorry, I meant the grand line. And you can only access it like via one thing if you go up this. I actually mountain. had I looked up a map. There are like fan maps that Oh, sure. kind of try to make sense of it but it's still really weird um i know some people have tried to figure out how long the journey has been which seems because they do give you some time stamps like there are a couple times where it's like they traveled for three days and so people are counting and then like sort of extrapolating mm-hmm. but then you have to account for for dress rehearsal taking place in one day <laughs> like it's crazy but um yeah uh i think I think we covered like all the, the big stuff. There is one thing I want to mention though. I want to talk about the cover story that started. Yes. We got to, we got to mention the cover story with the best. It's one of the best ones. King waffle. It's, it's waffles. Omnivorous rampage. <laughs> He's basically just a big troll throughout the land. He just becomes like a, I eat park benches. Yeah, he's my favorite. He, he, <laughs> yeah, it's very, I just funny. like they're the, the first few of them. They're all just like, I eat blank. There's one. I, the first one starts out really weird. Like, you're not really sure what it's about. It doesn't show Waffle or anything. And then it says Waffle eats a tree or something. Yeah. Waffle eats a park bench and scares people. <laughs> like, he just does, like, minor, very minor sort of, like, pranks that are right. scare people. Like, the he gets arrested. <laughs> he gets arrested. And has to, becomes homeless, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, Waffle is terrible, but I, I, I hate to see someone be homeless. He goes to live under a bridge, literally. <laughs> And, to, he, and he is basically Danny DeVito's character from Always Sunny. Basically, yeah, he becomes the trash man. Literally, he can he he makes he gets lonely, so he makes like um, trash toys down there yeah. because he can eat the trash and then like make stuff out of it. I guess. And then the kids, and at then least the kids, kids, kids like, it. hey, these are really good. And then toys Waffle, made of trash. Yeah. And then and he Waffle becomes a starts, successful businessman. Yeah, he basically does like a startup that becomes really huge before that was a thing. This too um, will come back later. It will actually. I mean, it, it's it, it comes not back. Not in a major way, but not in a major way. But you see Waffle later, and he's doing so well. I think I told. Yeah, I think he's, I he's mentioned, moving up in the world. Yeah, Waffle's about. Like I said, he he actually ends up better than he did ever before. <laughs> like before before um, Drum Island. It's a smoking hot wife. He does. He marries like a, a model. But anyway, right now though, Waffle is sort of at the lowest point he's been. I almost felt a little bad for him because he looks so... He does look really down in the dumps as he's, like, making those toys. But the the last couple of cover stories before we ended were, like, him being, like, kind of discovered as, like, a toy maker. Like, someone being like, wow, you know, these toys are great. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and you see, like, kids are, like, uh, lining up for, like, whatever the toys are called. I think you can see them on the the banners. At this point, things are starting to look up for Waffle. (laughs) This is just a fun one. But I will say my favorite... One of my favorite cover stories, no, it is my favorite, is one based on Skypea character. Yes, yes, I know the it's, one you're talking about. It's not, there are actually two. It's the second one I like a lot. It's very cool. Uh, I, I'm i sure Zach has, I, I'm, I, yeah, I think it must have happened by the time, but the well, one one, Zach. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah, very that's good. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, there's sort of a minor Skypea one that's like not as good, but but the mm-hmm. second one, yeah. Yeah, that one's so, very very good. Yeah. Um, I talked a lot, so does anybody else have thoughts about what well, we read? There's like one more thing I don't think you mentioned, kind of at the end, okay. 
in the last chapter we, we're going to 254 right that's what we went yeah to. yeah yeah so there's a there's a bit in 254 that's going to come back later that i did want to just at least mention um because we'll pick it up next time um the merry go has been like, oh of course <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah has been like severely damaged on the like flight up you know it's been in the jaya arc uh it was in like various states of dilapidation and and yeah. the the monkey crew fixed it up and made it fly but it now it right. it's broken again and usopp wakes up in the middle of the night and sees someone in the fog and the mist uh right. hammering on the merry go and yeah. he like oh my gosh i just saw a thing what in the world <laughs> so usopp sees this he has this look of fear then there's a black panel that just says smile and then usopp is like screaming yeah is this you... related to smile no <laughs> <laughs> no no, not... no, 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 no. Okay. it's related to something you find out later though in in water set i think it's related to what's yeah. revealed about the mary right okay okay you just you just like triggered me with like you like smile was like my manchurian candidate phrase and i saw that and i just activated (laughs) i i was wondering why you were getting so pumped up there i was like what someone stop uh stop zach from driving to the dnc when you get when you get to like the probably the biggest reveal in the entire series and like the <laughs> weirdest it, it's late it's like chapter it's like right before chapter 900 i think so it's like you'll get to it but like they reveal a character that has been like a secret <laughs> for like ever but must have been there from the beginning and it's so weird and it's so like unsettling i i remember that i was like what, what? after i read it, i was like what is this and then the, the the character is like near like basically a symbol a huge version of a symbol of the series like a, a sort of a an item that is is i just don't even know I, I i don't know how else to say it like it's very weird though and when okay. you see it you too will like <laughs> I'm glad I am also really glad you were excited about the Blackbeard thing because that like I said that is like one of the sticking points for One Piece fandom what do they mean what do they mean by he there's more than one I love that something more than the yeah yeah it must be more that's my thing like a hundred percent just like obtuse like seemingly innocuous like little plot points that are never addressed again and may never be addressed but like people will talk yeah. about it for the rest of their lives like that's yeah absolutely give me more I of mean, that it's just like a song of ice and fire i was gonna say it's just like a freaking game of thrones like i equally compelling and complex i, I made i made a funny i thought this was funny but like only walter and i think zach you might have liked it or retweeted it but it was like i made like it's like beginning of one piece and i put like a, like a lego box of like pirates and then i was like current one piece and i put a picture of like game of thrones cast and kind of Iron Throne. <laughs> am i wrong like there's one piece theories that are sort of like the like oh, oh yeah who's the final antagonist of oh yeah no oh, absolutely 
I mean, I don't like. I feel like, yeah, that's like, it's like <laughs> such a cliche at this point to be like, oh yeah, this is this is just like Game of Thrones, but like this is uh, this is just one hundred percent the layers on layers and the the way that characters are like will show up and yeah, show, I, and then come back later and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so important. Yeah, I think I think I wouldn't call it deep. It's not deep. It's not no. like meaningful, but it's fun to talk about. It's it like, is fun to absolutely about. yeah, so and I mean like fine. it's not deep like thematically and, no. and not even really emotionally you know it's shown in really. but yeah. the lay it is layered like the layers yeah. that oda is is lay like everything that he's laying down and the groundwork that he does and the payoffs for the things right. he does are very good right. um yeah yeah ex- exactly yeah yeah i mean he just he is really good at sort of planting the seeds really early right. and like in, in hype inducing ways. And Zach, what you said about Bartholomew Kuma, you're like, every scene he's in, it's a good scene. Yeah. And that's absolutely yeah. true. He's in like one of the best scenes in, in art coming up. And then he's in like the best scene of one of the like biggest moments of the series. And just like, just so many people you don't know the the motivations of necessarily in the series, which is, weird to say about like a children's mm-hmm. yeah um, and the, the characters who are connected who you would not expect to be connected <laughs> yes which is a big kuma thing as well um yeah 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 it's, it's i just can't hype. i just can't wait i, <laughs> I can't wait to so, talk about it i know it's it's funny because like last night we were all talking in sort of low voices like monotone like <laughs> walter said he kept hearing me say like this is stupid like i didn't like this and everyone was sort of like low energy and not now like that was the equivalent of those guys on the couch sitting back and now we're the equivalent of the guys like yeah yeah black beard and the you know like what does it all mean absolutely i'm gonna fantastic i'm gonna tweet that we need to get a brian gum gum pilled too (laughs) oh my god he'll be so much happier for it i told you i tell him he just doesn't believe me his his loss i told you my grand thesis of comics yeah you read manga you're happy you read Cape comics, you're sad and upset all the time. Yeah, it's it's more angry. <laughs> angry, angry. I'm very say. angry all the time. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. I think we've <laughs> this is a, a good, good point. And yeah, we're at, um, we're at the point where there's like more to talk about. I think. I definitely just for like sure. like oh that was a cool fight, and yeah. now we can sort of expand and say like hey look there's a wider world and characters to talk about and. Uh, it's just gonna keep getting better. There, there are a couple low points of the series. I'm not gonna lie, but like, I mean, it's never not gonna be something we can at least sort of find the good in and then discuss yeah. in sort of a wider context of of everything. So, mm-hmm. what are we next, gonna read next? Yeah, time? sure. Next episode, we'll be wrapping up the Skyapia arc that goes to chapter three oh two. Okay. Um, so, about fifty chapters. Yeah, whatever chapter we ended on. The chapter after that. We ended on chapter 254, so about 48 chapters. That's right. Um, (laughs) In the meantime, Emily and I will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about uh, the offerings of Shonen Jump in July. Um, You can find us on Twitter. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Wilker Fox. And as mentioned earlier, be sure to check out the crossover episode where Emily talks identity crisis, one of the most miserable uh, fart-sniffy superhero (laughs) comics ever. Yeah, that's a good way to, to put it. 
All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.